Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another future Brew Michigan football and basketball recruiting podcast here on MazeandBrew.com. My name is Vaughn Lozon. Joining me today is my good friend, my co-host, John Simmons. John, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Vaughn. I am doing well as well, and we're without Stephen Ostentoski this week, unfortunately. Hopefully, he's uh, able to get back next week, but he's been doing a lot of work on the video front with breaking down J.J. McCarthy's film every week, so he's been doing a good job. Go check out all the content he posts on Maze and Brew's YouTube channel if you have not done so already. He's pumping out some pretty good content there, so we would greatly appreciate that. But getting back to Michigan football recruiting today is what we're going to talk about. And last week, we talked about a couple guys in the 2021 class who Michigan had been going after for quite a while and kind of cooled down on one of these prospects. And I would imagine they'll probably turn up the heat on the other one. The one that they cooled down on seemingly was Jaden Thomas, who is a four-star receiver from Atlanta, Georgia. He ended up committing to Notre Dame on October 2nd, uh, picked Notre Dame over U of M, and Arkansas, Georgia uh, were his main uh, schools of consideration there just because he's a multi-sport athlete, wanted to play football and baseball in college, and Notre Dame had pitched that to him. Michigan had also pitched that to him, but by the time uh, they moved on really from him when Andrew Anthony committed, and they had four receivers at the time, and then Marcus Allen decommitted, and they kind of started to pick up the pace with Jaden Thomas, Michigan did, and it just wasn't enough. It was a little too little too late at that point to really 
uh, flip his decision. And uh, it's a real good get for Notre Dame. I like Jaden Thomas quite a bit as a prospect. The other prospect that we talked about last week is George Rooks, who I would imagine that they would probably want to turn up the heat on as the 2021 class kind of winds down a little bit. He's a defensive tackle from New Jersey. Uh, Big-time prospect, a four-star guy. His top schools are Michigan and Penn State and Boston College. And Pitt, I believe, is uh, in there, surprisingly. Uh, There was some talk of Syracuse for a little while there just because his father played at Syracuse, but they seem to be off his top list as of now. So uh, a couple crystal balls in here for George Rooks for Michigan, John. I just don't see it quite honestly. I think at the end of the day, I think Rayshon Benny will be the D tackle that ends up committing. And just because of the bodies that they got on the defensive line already, I think it, it would be a lot of guys all at one position. Uh, if George Rooks and Rayshon Benny were to commit to Michigan, I think it's one or the other. I just, I, maybe they're able to squeeze both in. Maybe I'm wrong. I would like to be wrong because you can never have too many good uh, interior defensive linemen. But the way I see it, I think they would probably get one of those guys, uh, not both. I don't know how you uh, feel about that. But at the end of the day, they're probably done at receiver with Jaden Thomas going to Notre Dame. I think they'll look ahead to the 2022 class for other receivers and probably go all in on a lot of uh, defensive prospects left in this class, like like George Rooks, like Rayshon Benny, like Sierra Wright, the four-star cornerback. Uh, I, I feel like that's just kind of where the class is at at this point, John. I don't know if that's how you feel, but uh, give me your thoughts on all of that. I know I kind of just threw a lot at you all at once. Uh, so don't feel the need to uh, break down every single thing I just said, but uh, how do you feel about Michigan's chances with George Rooks uh, now that uh, uh, another body in Jaden Thomas is out of the picture for the 2021 class? Yeah. You know, kind of getting uh, Drew Kendall vibes from Rooks here. Yeah. I think, it's, you know, he planned to commit here for a while and ends up pushing it back. And now he says he doesn't want to do it during the season. So we may have to wait some longer. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's super positive for Michigan. We've just seen it happen a few times a cycle where Michigan gets a big lead on the guy, and then he just waits and waits and waits and doesn't commit when he, you know, on paper he should have been in the class already. And so I don't think that ever is a good sign for any school. So, uh, yeah, my hopes are kind of diminishing for Rooks ending up in the class. I think they would take both if they came because I, I know that they've – it's been reported before that the number – that they want to hit in the class is 25 this year. And they're at 20 right now after, you know, Finney flipped and uh, they lost uh, Marcus Allen. So I think they'll have room. Um, but like you said, like the, and the, the targets, the target board is so narrow right now. There's only a few prospects, you know, there's a spot for Donovan Edwards. There's a spot for another cornerback or two, but other than that, there's really no other positions besides the defensive tackle that could use another body. So I, I think they'll take two if they want him. I just, you know, can they fight off Penn State for Rooks? Who's going to keep, uh, you know, hearing a lot from James Franklin and, and them over there because they've been uh, coming on hot lately. So I think if I think that's probably the most likely spot for Rooks right now is, is Penn State. He's been there a couple times as well. I don't think he's been there as many times as Michigan, but there's definitely enough, you know, familiarity where – he, it's not like he hasn't visited there or anything. So I think they're, they're the biggest threat for sure. 
Yeah, it, when you say Drew Kendall vibes, I totally feel the same way. And by the way, Drew Kendall still has not committed anywhere, which to to me, I I don't know if he's just wanting to take his time at this point or what. But uh, again, just another guy that has been pretty quiet through this. 2021 class not really talking a ton kind of like Sierra right he hasn't talked a lot either uh, but the Drew Kendall vibes are definitely there with George Rooks the crystal balls have been in for Michigan for quite some time it's been since May since the two current crystal balls have been in for U of M and uh, he visited U of M on one of those unofficial visits during this pandemic he also I believe swung by Penn State uh, so the Big Ten schools definitely seem to be the two out front for George Rooks at this point. Again, I just I, I'm feeling weird, uh, weird vibes about this one. I I just maybe that's the the pessimist in me. That's that's uh, which doesn't usually come out very often. Um, I'm usually a pretty optimistic guy when it comes to just life in general, but the the pessimist in me is screaming that this is a. Uh, tons of red flags all over the place that he's going to wind up somewhere else. And Michigan's just going to have to, uh, I guess, quote unquote settle, uh, which is a very loose term in this sense uh, for a guy like Rayshon Benny, who's been a top target for Michigan for quite some time is a guy that they've been recruiting uh, for a really, really long time. Sean Nua has, and uh, Sharon Moore has gotten familiar with him being the, uh, the in-state recruiter that he is. So, at this point, yeah, I, I just I feel like Rooks would be uh, in his best interest probably just because of the numbers crunch on the D-line. Penn State only has one defensive lineman currently committed in their 2021 class, and he's an edge rusher. Uh, Rooks seems to be a, a versatile guy who could play on the edge or inside. So I think that versatility would push him ahead probably of another guy uh, currently in Penn State's 21 class. So – I wouldn't fault him at all if he committed to uh, Penn State. Uh, but on the other hand, Michigan definitely wants a kid like George Rooks to fill that need that they have on the interior. And it's going to be a need for the 22 class as well. They've already got Alex Van Sumeren committed in the 22 class to be one of their defensive tackles. Uh, so they're going to want to finish strong here. Oh, whether it's Rooks, Benny, or both, uh, they're going to want at least one of those guys. So, Definitely stay tuned on that front. We'll see if uh, he ends up committing at any point in the near future. And if he does, uh, we'll definitely bring you the news right here on Future Brew and MazeandBrew.com. Um, so, yeah, any other final thoughts on this recruitment in general, John? It's been a quiet one. You can't really get a good read on uh, George Rooks just from the articles that have been written by uh, – at least from what I've read predominantly from Brian Doan of 24 seven, he's covered it pretty well and has talked with him a few times. Um, originally when we talked about it last week, he wanted to commit before his senior season started. Obviously that season already began and he is still uncommitted. Uh, kind of a big question mark right now in this recruitment, John, for sure. Yeah. He's definitely another quiet kid. It's hard to read. I wanted to bring up more of a point about 20. Two uh, defensive tackle recruiting since you brought it up because I think it, it's it's starting off like I mean obviously it's a better start now because you already have a four star committed in Van Sumeren but I also think it's a little it's going to be a little more beneficial for Michigan because they there's a lot more guys from you know the Midwest area that are going to make them more uh, legit targets 
like uh, Caden Curry from Indiana. There's a report today that they're going after him hard. The Devontae Miles from River Rouge right in Michigan and yep. Derek Shepard from Ohio. Um, and then KJ Miles from New Jersey is also a big guy they're in on. So I think it's just going to be uh, a little bit easier cycle to kind of get in on these guys since they're from, you know, near, they're more familiar with Michigan. And then, uh, you know, Sean has been a, here for you know basically the entire time they've been on the radar of colleges now so i think there'll be a little better relationship building there so i think that'll be really the time for for him to prove it on, on mm-hmm. the trail as 22 how that class ends up yeah like i i totally agree with all of that i think 22 is going to be a, a very key class for sean newell on the defensive line especially on the interior they're going to need a couple guys there already got one like we mentioned in van sumerin who is a four-star in-state kid from Essexville. So uh, off to a good start there, absolutely, for uh, Nua and company. So if they can land one or two more of those guys that you mentioned, because uh, those probably are the top targets at this moment, uh, they would be in pretty good shape. So uh, we will definitely keep you posted on all things defensive tackle for sure, and uh, stay tuned to, uh, for more news along that front. Um, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist. And if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Let's flip over to the offensive line here. And obviously this class in 21 offensive line is probably done. I would say Um, with Drew Kendall out of the picture, I don't think they're going to take any more guys. Um, I know we had brought up a few names in the past here, but uh, I I think they're pretty much done, but 22 they're in on a ton of guys. And one guy that took an unofficial visit on his own dime in the middle of this pandemic a guy that I had really not heard much of until he took this visit and I saw his Twitter feed and it said he pretty much just tweeted the, the, uh, the, the Google maps pin emoji. And it said Ann Arbor. And I was like, huh, I got to look into this kid more. And this kid that I'm talking about is Sullivan Weidman. He is from Brookline, Massachusetts is six foot six, 300 pounds, so he's pretty much already body-wise 
are ready for college at least. Uh, he's a three-star kid. He's a 437 overall on the composite, the number 41 offensive tackle in the class. Probably another one of those guys that has position versatility, could probably play in the interior, could probably pay, play right tackle. I don't really foresee this kid as a left tackle by any means, uh, but he definitely does fit kind of like the Zach Zinter of being that very similar body frame. I think Zinter was 6'6", 300 in his class and uh, can play right tackle, can play interior. So very similar in that sense. Has offers from Michigan, but other than them, uh, Nebraska. I got West Virginia, Pittsburgh, Duke, uh, Boston College, Arizona State extended an offer to him. So uh, not a huge offer sheet, but it's it's growing by the day. Uh, recently got uh, the West Virginia offer was his last one on September 24th. So he's getting some, some pretty good attention here, John, and, uh, took that unofficial visit, uh, to me, like I said, I had never really heard much of this kid before until this. And, uh, he's definitely on Michigan's radar. And obviously with him going to Ann Arbor on his own dime proves the interest that he has in U of M. Yeah, I definitely... Uh, remember the name just because when they first offered him, just you know, a guy named Sully from Boston area, you know, lineman, <laughs> like an offensive lineman, definitely stuck in my mind. Yeah. So it's funny to hear him again. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a good start. I mean, Michigan can basically get anyone who they want besides Drew Kendall in Massachusetts. So it's not surprising to me that he wants to take a visit. I'm sure he loves everything about Michigan and has heard nothing but good things about Don Brown and the staff. Um, so I think your Zinter comparison was a good one, especially done the size. When I was watching his tape right before we started recording, I also thought he reminded me of a, the 2021 guy that Michigan just offered in Texas, Remington Strickland, yeah. another guy whose name fits where he's from very accurately. <laughs> um, but I, he's just really mobile. A lot of his first plays are just him pulling across the line and just smashing guys. Um, so he's got good footwork um, and surprisingly quick feet for – someone that big and he uses that you know with his huge size to create a unstoppable force when he's when he's blowing guys up so I think uh I like him a lot from just looking at that film I think it'll be a, a another thing where you know you take a mid three-star guy from the northeast and it's kind of hard to tell how good he's going to be because uh the competition isn't that great and there's not a lot of guys that are going up there to scout um these players from you know the Massachusetts and Connecticut's um so I think uh, Michigan's had a good tra track record of these guys panning out. So if uh, he ends up being a take to the staff, I would definitely not be opposed. Now, before we went on, you said that you were watching some film on him. I haven't had the chance to watch a ton here, but uh, what, what was the film that you were watching? What, was he playing uh, interior or was he playing? What, what was he playing? I think most of the time he was at right tackle. Okay. Uh, from what I was seeing. And we yeah. probably watched the same thing then. Yeah, it was just his sophomore highlights. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like he has to do a little bit better in his pass pro. I think his timing on his punch is a little off. He lets guys into his chest, but that's usually a common thing for especially sophomore offensive mm -hmm. linemen. So I definitely like what I saw in the run game for sure, though. Yeah, I did too. I, I definitely did. I Just his body type and the way that he plays, I think he is more – built to be an interior guy. That's just me though. But obviously the position versatility that he offers, Ed Warner loves that stuff. You know him. 
Uh, he definitely loves to have guys that can play multiple positions. And, uh, I mean, you're, you're obviously seeing that from some of the guys that they currently have on the team with uh, Carson Barnhart, for example, played left tackle a, a bit last year, but has moved over to the right side, uh, is competing over there and has even competed on the interior there for a little bit. Um, so these, these guys are very, very valuable. Uh, in in today's college football, and you never know when an injury is going to happen. And you never know when COVID's going to strike. Uh, so you, uh, having a guy uh, like Sullivan Weidman would would probably be. I'm I'm sure Ed Warner and Michigan would welcome him uh, with open arms if he wanted to uh, uh, commit to U of M. But our buddy Bryce Marich at the Michigan Insider had said that uh, Michigan was somewhat surprised by the visit. Um, and, and I found that kind of interesting as well, uh, given that he is uh, a Northeastern kid. He's from Massachusetts. That's Don Brown territory, as I like to say. And uh, typically Don Brown doesn't swing and miss on a ton of guys that they've offered and that they're heavily interested in. So uh, makes you wonder if they're going to build their interest a little bit now that he did this visit. I don't know if they were just more interested in other kids or if they hadn't really fully moved on to the 22 class that much, but at the very least, pretty interesting that Michigan was kind of caught off guard with this visit and uh, really makes you wonder if, uh, if they're going to be more interested in him now that he's been on campus. Yeah. I would be interested to know more about where the, their board is at for the 2022 class. I think it's kind of, up in the air right now they've offered like 30 tackles and two guys that are listed as guards or centers right now so yeah i think they're looking at guys like weidman who may be listed at listed at tackle right now but they could project to moving inside later on like a barnhart or someone so um it, it's going to be interesting to see where they prioritize him you know guys like drew shelton who grew up a michigan fan and i thought was probably going to be the top target committed to penn state already um, so, and they're going after like the IMG guys. Uh, uh, so it's going to be interesting to see who they, who Ed Warner wants in this class. I think he can be, I don't know. It's probably going to be another four, five person class. If I had to guess, um, yeah. you know, average size. So it, it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think they've went fewer than four in a class with Ed Warner here at U of M. Well, I, I last year was three. Was it three? Yes. With Atterbury, Zinter, and, and uh, okay. Yeah, but I was so, following a six-man class, so. This is true. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, if you even all that out, I would imagine, yeah, probably around four. Uh, you're probably spot on there. Maybe five, I guess, just depending on if they really like the guy or not. Uh, but interesting nonetheless. It's definitely going to be a recruitment that I keep my eye on here, uh, especially considering that he is – in that Don Brown territory in that he's an offensive lineman and Warner's been recruiting his tail off. So I will certainly see if they pick up their interest here for Sullivan Weidman or uh, Sully. I, I like, I like the name Sully that you gave him. So uh, definitely uh, going to keep that one around for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, I think that's all we got for today. Greatly appreciate you guys tuning in as always. And uh, hopefully we can get Steven back next week. Uh, so you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at, my friend? At Simmons underscore John. And follow Mason Brew on all your social media platforms. So the only one that we don't really have is a TikTok, but hopefully uh, somebody can uh, uh, convince Anthony to make a TikTok. That would be 
probably useless, but you know what? I think it would be interesting at the very least. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're on all of those. Uh, give Maize and Brew a like and a follow and be sure to subscribe and rate all of our podcasts here on maizeandbrew.com. We would greatly appreciate it. For John Simmons, I am Vaughn Lozon. Tune in next week. We'll be back with more recruit news. Until then, go blue.